The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, returning guest Charlie Clawson, the most frequent guest Charlie Clawson, uh, guest Charlie Clawson number one, as he is known, although it's been a very long while since we've sat down to do one of these. July. So, Is that right? I July. Think so. I just looked up the last time I texted you on that number and it was July. Okay. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. All right. So it's been a while. What's been going on, Dave Anthony? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all? I hear you're blowing oh up God. on the internet. You, we, we wanted to talk about that. Let's, let's start with that. Let's Because we won't get to it otherwise. What's going on with you and the internet? Okay, I always so. like a you and the internet story. So we had a shooting. Did you know we have the guns are legal here in America? I mean, today, have you had one today? You mean? Probably. Oh, I'm sure we have. I mean, probably. I, mean I haven't looked at the news, but I'm yeah. sure there's been a shooting today. At least one today, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. But a planned, a planned Parenthood. Yes. So in their minds, an abortion clinic. An abortion clinic. In our, in our minds, in, yep. in a normal person's minds, a an place where clinic. all things, women's a- health are taken care of, including pap smears and all sorts of things that yep. women... Need done. Come in, get a pap smear. Are done at sell your baby's liver. There, they save lives from cancer and things right. like. They detect what they and are a healthcare food. clinic. Yeah, but take in their home, minds, it's just a, foot. a baby, a baby place. Yeah, a ba- place where the babies go to die. Need a heart? Here's a heart. Here's a little baby heart for and, sale. And so, two months ago, those fake videos came out. Were you here for the fake videos? No. Okay, so uh, one of the people running for Republican uh, president, uh, Carly Fiorina, who used to run HP, who ran HP into the ground, who yep. took a company, a viable, exciting, old school company and turned it into garbage. She's not running for president right. on, that, on that. Of America. Right. I can, do, I can do that to the whole country. I know. I could ruin so many companies yeah. so fast and then I could be president. Right. So she really wants to be president. And it's not going to happen, but it's cute. That, that uh, people she's... who've heard my uh, podcast with Gareth Reynolds will know that I once interviewed Carly Fiorino. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, at this conference for an hour. I did an hour one-on-one with Carly. Was she nice? I mean, she was prim and proper. She was pretty, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, she wasn't, she seems. She, she, didn't, she, didn't, she wasn't up for my comedy hijinks. Right. <laughs> no. Doesn't seem like she'd like comedy. No. No. Maybe the honeymooners, she might enjoy that. Right. So, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, she. So, tell me about her in the fake <clears throat> videos. So, she does. She's speaking uh, in the debate and she says, you know, I've seen these videos of babies being uh, killed, vi- viable children being aborted and then killed on the table. Right. And that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. They're Planned Parenthood videos. And, and then afterwards, of course, everyone's like, hey, where are those videos? We haven't heard of these. Right. And she's like, well, I've seen it. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so where are they? I've seen them. It's like the answer. Yeah. It's like she's well, she's on the dark web all the time. Yeah, so she's yeah. down there in tour. She's, like when she's I was, getting into. She the- was like when I was buying MDMA <laughs> on Silk Road. I saw those videos. I got my MDMA. Yeah. 
I put out a contract on a guy's life, and right. then I saw these videos. Videos. So, of course, they it, people track it down, and they go, right, this isn't real. It's not Planned Parenthood. It's clearly some, some woman who's a doctor went through and said, this is why this wouldn't, none of this stuff can happen in America because it's insanely against regulations. They're using different instruments. It just broke down why it's not even American. It's probably some some place that doesn't have regulations in another part of the world. So, and then also the baby clearly wasn't um, aborted. It was a miscarriage. Right. And you could tell that because of whatever you can see that has come out also and other things. So it's false. But the far right takes it as we've got to shut down Planned Parenthood. The Republican congressmen start trying to shut down Planned Parenthood. They start having... uh, they start having protests outside of all the Planned Parenthoods, which are always under protest anyway, but they peak and outside they're yelling, no more baby parts. That's their chance. No more baby yep. parts, no more baby parts. So last this weekend, a guy goes in and shoots up a Planned Parenthood clinic and shows sure. a cop and two, two, you know, yeah. one guy in the parking lot and someone else just because he's, pro, he, he's pro-life. Well, it's what Jesus would right. want. Just gave three people very late term abortions. Right. Well, look, <laughs> Like he killed a pastor, uh-huh. which Jesus would have wanted. Right, exactly. Je- Jesus was got him straight to heaven. If there's a cop, fast track, <clears throat> gave him a fast track if to the place a, he wanted to exactly. go. Exactly, he right? wants to be there. So faster, faster. Jesus got him there. Right, and he killed an Iraq war vet, which is okay. Well, congrats that, on surviving the war, but guess what? Being right. in front of Seven Eleven and the Planned Parenthood is going to be worse. I mean, you wouldn't want to go to Iraq and be killed by one of their religious fanatics. Thank you. When you can be killed by an American religious fanatic that, okay, back home. Hey, he's right? not a fanatic. He's misunderstood. Oh, sorry. So I go and I immediately type into Twitter because I'm making a couple of points here. Uh-huh. I t- my tweet was, another Christian terrorist is shooting up an abortion clinic. Moderate Christians do something about your religious ex- extremists. Right. Why, why won't moderate Christians speak out against But at this? this point, let me also say this. Nobody knows who the guy is, right? We don't know that he's a Christian, but okay. we can guess... Because usually Buddhists or atheists don't shoot up Planned Parenthood. They might shoot up something else. Right. In the same way as people speculated pretty much straight after Paris how that shit had gone That's, down. That was kind of the point right. I was making was that <laughs> whenever there's a shooting, everyone always goes, oh, Muslim terrorists, unless it's a Planned Parenthood. So I was making right. that point of like leaping to conclusions. Sure. And also the point of why don't you reel in your Muslims, which is the most insane bullshit argument that anyone's ever fucking created around these people. Like, well, it's like who the fuck, what? Like some guy living in his house in Michigan who's Muslim is supposed to fucking reel in the crazies. He can't do it any more than I can. Right. Right. So I mean, it's, it's like it's like blaming us all for Cosby. <laughs> I mean, why didn't you comedians reel in your Cosby? Right. Uh, I mean, nobody called on me to speak out. They you know, didn't. when the Cosby thing came out? Yeah. People just assumed that I was anti-drugging and raping people. But I'd like to I go didn't. on the record as a mainstream comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super against the drugging and yeah. raping of people. Like, I also condemn. Oh, so. And I just thought it'd be one of those tweets that would get like 20 retweets. Yeah, and sure. a couple people would go, ah, that's a, that's a funny... Look what you did! You took it's not yep. even funny. It's just no, a, it's, it's just, just a, 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 a twist of making a point. Yep, a juxtaposition, a comic juxtaposition. <sighs> do you want to know how many retweets have gotten? Yeah, I'd love today? to know. How many? How many do you reckon an average is if you just write like a comedy tweet? Not not a um, not an angry or a sportsy tweet, but you know you write something as like a joker point like that. I can, ordinarily, I what can would get you say? Between fifty and hundred. Sure, you know? that seems like an amount. Yeah, that seems like the amount of people who like something that's like you know okay. 
What about this one then? It has gotten 9,751 retweets and 9,822 favorites. Hang on. Give me those stats again. <laughs> 9,751 retweets okay, yep. and 9,822 favorites. Right. Well, that, there's more favorites than there are retweets. <laughs> there are, because so some people didn't want to. Some people are like, hey, I support uh, what you're saying, and I want you to know that. <laughs> but I don't hey, want to get I, in there. I also don't want to meet the people you're about to explain. <sighs> because I didn't know. Like, I've never had. I've had tweets go big, but I've never had one go this big. Right. Certainly not. I mean, this is big. That's about. About it's a tweet that can be completely misconstrued. Number uh, one of I'm not making like I'm trying to make an ironic point here sure. with this tweet, which is don't do this to Muslims. But the other point I'm making is extremists are everywhere. Absolutely right. That it's extremism that that is the issue yes. rather than it's the particular thing. That completely extreme extre- about extremism. And I could sit here if someone wanted to argue with me and have a debate about whether or not Muslims are more extremists. I could sit here and probably have a debate with you for a couple of hours as to why that's bullshit, that extremists are extremists. Right. Right? Right. I mean, percentage-wise, if you look at the, the uh, well, what is there, 1.6 billion Muslims in yeah. the world, and, you know, there's 30,000 people in Daesh or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, percentage-wise, I mean, that you know. It's nothing. That shit kills 99.9% of germs. If you want to go through the tweets of people who support this and find them, it's about the same number. Right. Because there's a lot of people tweeting how good this guy is. Okay. Shooting so, up a Planned Parenthood. All right. T- tweeting to you or tweeting in general? Just tweeting in general. Okay. But I got... So first of all, now America's just crazy. Like we're... Like it's... We've gone so far batshit crazy. When I was watching the debates, I was struck by... So I'm watching all the Republican debates and the first ones are like on... I think one's on NBC and one's on CNN, but then, okay, so but t- then one is on through, Fox. I'm us, trying to bring it all together. But talk us through how the debates actually work. Because from an outsider, okay. we have like a sense of this, but because I spent a lot of the time th- this happened in Australia, yeah. we only get that Australian perspective on what's going yeah. on in America, where everyone's like, Jesus, oh, what the fuck is happening? Right. Yeah, you get the, well, because that's all you really should get, get the crib notes, because it's crazy when you get into it. So <clears throat> they have no viable candidate. Usually now, why, yeah, why is that though? Why well, do they have? Because at the moment, it seems to me like I, I get the fact that all the crazier people are winning. Yeah, but why is there no one that eventually everyone's kind of like, ah, oh, but we'll settle on this guy? Well, that goes back to the Tea Party. So they, they when they won all in 2010, they won all the state houses. So they won most of the the Republicans won most of the state elections. Mm-hmm. That means they can carve up all of the voting districts. It's called gerrymandering mm-hmm. uh, after a guy named Gerrymander who first thought of this in like the 1800s. And oh, really? The idea, and the idea is to carve it up so you can get the votes you want. So they basically went in and they and they cr- made these crazy Rorschach I'd, I'd like to think shaped. There were, I'd like to think there was a vote for what they call it and he even rigged that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what, Jerry? You have nailed this. You have mandered this 100%. This is yours. Gerrymandering. So, I mean, there are, I mean, some of the districts look insane. You know, okay, but you know. They look like chili in Australia, it be a square. In Australia, they used to have like gerrymandering. Okay. Like in particular states, in you know, particular had like, yeah. you know, and essentially it's outlawed. It's outlawed. Yes, as it should be. Because the people in charge shouldn't be able to come up with the. No, it's batshit. This is, this. we're now dealing with the results of it. Okay, yeah. So, um, so they go and do that in 2010. Then they then that's why our Congress is so full of Republicans right now. It's not because they're more popular. It's because of the gerrymandering, and they've got and they created these insane white districts. 
where a guy will get voted in like 98% to two. Like it's just batshit crazy. But what they didn't know when they were doing that is they were creating a monster because you need, you do need that to be deluded a little bit or else it's fucking Hitler people. Right. Right. It's right. people who have one mindset and, and they just talk to themselves and they don't hear anything else. And so that's the tea party. That's where the tea party came from. That's where the, the congressional candidates came from. And, and the Republicans, sort of encouraged the Tea Party to, to be a thing, and they pushed it, and they, they made this sort of white, older crowd very riled up, and then they brought them in, and then they got a bunch of them elected to Congress, and what they assumed would happen is that they would walk in and flip open the doors and go, look at all the pots of gold. We can make money if we all play ball. And they opened up the doors, and they said, look at all the money, and the right-wing Tea Party guys went, get that out of my fucking face! I don't want that! And they were like, what did we just do? So they created they created their own Frankenstein. So now they have this insane, batshit, no, no compromise wing of the party. And it's eating the Republican Party. And the old school Republicans don't know what to do about it. They're just getting slaughtered. So now we're seeing, now we're several years down the road, right? It's coming up in 2016. More and more moderate Republicans who are viable candidates have been going away. They're just getting beaten out by these crazy guys in the primaries. And they have now no one who is just a normal guy who can win. And on top of that, our, our Supreme Court said, hey, everybody, all money can be spent. Spend whatever you want. And so now that meant, that meant the parties couldn't control the purse strings. So now you have guys like Trump. Trump as a result of the parties no longer having control over who they want to sort of push to be president. Otherwise, you'd have one of the smaller guys winning. So anyway, that's what we have. So we have 16 candidates on the Republican side, all of whom are just completely batshit insane. Like 16 and all terrible. All terrible. Like you can't even, like you can't, if any of these guys were running 20 years ago, they would just not even have just like a slight chance. Like they're just batshit insane. And they live in another world where the news, because when I said, and I watched that first debate on Fox, I was like, oh, they don't live in our world. Like they did a, a Benghazi commercial for, Michael Bay made a Benghazi movie. I think it's Michael Bay, or it's, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, the guy who did the Transformers. That, that's Michael Bay. Well, who's the other one? Who's the guy who created Michael Bay? <laughs> Who's the father of Bay? I don't know who the original Bay is. Jerry Bruckenheimer. Oh, Jerry Bruckenheimer. That's the father of Bay. Did you not know that? (laughs) Yeah, one day at Fox, they went into the studio, and and Michael Bruckenheimer was laying on the floor panting. Jerry, Jeremy, Jerry, Jeremy Bruckenheimer. Sorry, Jeremy. Jerry Jerry Bruckenheimer. Jerry Bruckenheimer was laying on the floor panting, and they said, what do we do? And he just said, get me some hot water and towels, and slowly for the rest of the day, he birthed. A bay. I came right out of his uh, right. uh, man vagina. Right. And there was a little baby. And it was right. Michael Bay. A baby. A, ba- <laughs> a tiny Michael Bay. <laughs> I mean, that is not Planned Parenthood. It is not Planned Parenthood <laughs> at all. It is unplanned parenthood. Where's your shooter that day? Very. Uh... The, I tell you what, the birth video looked amazing. Though. Five oh, choppers. Didn't it? Five choppers. So like many. This. I mean, the I car crashes. I didn't. The whole deal. Well, they immediately they threw him on the back of a truck and they got him on the highway. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
and the helicopters came in from uh, from Warner Brothers Studios, and they were trying to shoot at him. Oh, it was, yeah, it was really yeah, something. it was really good. But that baby came out. Yeah. That baby. Okay, so they do the debate on Fox now. Fox is, you know, obviously the, you know, the the Republican network. So right. what's going on? So how, we how are they dealing with the crisis? We don't. Because they must know, right? That. I don't, I don't, actually, Foxes to me is the big unknown because I think, I'm not sure if. They can't I, want Trump to win, Fox. They are, they are trying to talk a little bit of reason. No, they don't want Trump to win. And they are now trying to talk a little bit of reason, but they're so in over their heads. Like they have to keep their audience. Right. And one of the reasons they keep their audience is to keep telling them what they want to hear. Right. But at the same time, that's just taking them down this crazy fucking wormhole of just insanity. And none of it's true. Like you watch their network and you go, this this is like being on another planet. Like it used to be where you'd watch Fox and you just hear the opposing view of something you heard on the other network. Now you hear something and you go, this is another world. Like you're not even in our world. The Benghazi thing has been going on for three years, right? We had four, we had four State Department people killed. And it's been going on for four years. They've had they spent over almost five million dollars on investigations. Congress spent $86,000 on an investigation of Katrina. 86000 86000 Hang on, what? On photocopying the report? <laughs> like, you don't, you don't spend that much money on any of these things because it doesn't cost that much to have people come in and talk to them. Right. But they've somehow managed to spend $4.9 million okay. to investigate something that is just like, yeah, I fucked up. Some guys got killed. Some terrorists, or not even terrorists, some fighters in another country where we had our people didn't like our people there and killed them. Like that's what it comes down to. Uh-huh. So anyway, so that kind of stuff's going on. Like there's, there was a three minute, a there was a three there's minute, a about it there's a three minute trailer during the Fox movie. And I was like, I haven't heard of this movie, but also I'm watching something. I'm like, none of this seems real. And it's, it's their Batman. Right. Right. It's their like Benghazi. Like they are just fucking batshit crazy. So, so all that happened. So there's 16 candidates and how they split up the candidates is if you have like, over 3% in a poll, then you can be in the big debate. And if you have less than 3%, you have to go in the pre-debate and do the two-hour pre-debate. Oh, you have to do open mic? Yeah. <laughs> to work your way up into the... You're not even opening band. You're like the band they put on and they're like, all right, you can play for free while the people are filing in. Well, it's like, I mean, I guess it's like the reserves or the amateurs or like the, you know, it's the the, the B League. It's the feeder league. Yeah, it's... it's right, I mean, like... <laughs> It is the fetal league. Yeah. They're the fetal Republicans. So the fetal guys come out and they, and then they try to, they try to do big, crazy stuff. Right. Cause they want to get, to get the, this. They get, oh, you know what it's like? It's like uh, regional wrestling. Oh, it's totally That's regional it wrestling. So they're basically, you know, try, you're trying to work it out on yeah. the scene and get your character yeah, right a, a to guy, get big enough to get a into A guy like, smashes the fluorescent light bulb over, over his head and he scratches his face with tacks. And he's like, Benghazi! <laughs> all right, you're in the main debate next week. This is good. We love it. So that's all going that on. That does explain, though, Trump. Like, if it's it a wrestling does, right? thing. If he's taking, because he's like essentially playing the heel, but the popular heel. Like, every week, like, you know, he's doing that wrestler stuff yeah. where he goes out and he's like, what can I do this week? I'm going to make fun of a retarded person. Yeah, well, Trump is the first. <laughs> and that is your classic heel behavior. It totally like, the is. The more they boo him, the more they love him. You know He's what I mean? like, that's right. That's I, don't, right. I don't like the handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> we love Trump. Boo. Fuck the Mexicans. <laughs> boo. boo. <laughs> 
<laughs> signing contracts in the middle of the ring. Oh, totally. Like, and, to- and then smashing the guy in the head oh, with a chair. Smashing the guy dressed as an Arab and a Mexican. <laughs> like, building a wall in the ring between him. I do believe that he did partake in a wrestling match in the 80s. With Donald Trump? Yeah, or the 90s. Me. Yeah. We did this thing on Gruen. Um, we had a running joke. Every year we have a, like, uh, what would so-and-so do? Like, it's a kind of, you know, like to look at the world's best kind of spinners and manipulators. So it started yeah. with Putin originally. What would Putin do? Every you know, week we'd ask the question in response to something you were talking about, how Putin would solve that question. Yeah. And, then go, and then we did, like, what would Kim Jong-un do? And what, yeah, it's been various people over the years. So right. this year we're sitting down, like, you know, for the start of the show, we're like, you know, who who's the biggest kind of spinner and manipulator in the world? What's got to be trump right but we're like well how are we going to do what would trump do where we're not using stuff that's in the media all the time yeah so what we did was we went back because we're a show about advertising and marketing and found all the donald trump ads and stuff he's been in over the years and so every week we would just play some other ridiculous thing and just go he's running for president did you do his game his game the game which i now own you do it was my gift at the uh, rap party. Wow. The That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make it anymore. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like gone. Monopoly. He was, uh, it's Donald, Donald Trump was the only guy who looked at Monopoly and went, not capitalist. <laughs> 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 Monopoly is not quite capitalist oh, enough for me. So he, uh, yeah, Trump the board game, which I have not opened at this stage because I think if he becomes president, it might be worth something. Wow. They, I can, they had to track it down on the will, internet. He's never going to be president. but um, Okay, but but at the same time, people have been saying the whole way through he's never going to be. Like, I, I don't, I've... I have not thought. People well, said The Rock wasn't going to become the biggest actor in the world, Dave. But I'd never said that. Wrong. I was I was completely on The Rock's. Right. And Donald Trump is the people's champion. Well, here, here's the interesting thing about Trump. So uh, our journalists have always been able to destroy a candidate. Right. Like um, Dean is the greatest example. Howard um, Dean. Howard Dean. Did you, you remember that scream? I he mean, had a meltdown. Did you guys, he, yeah, he I didn't, remember that. Actually. But he didn't. He, he screamed one thing and it got taken out of context. No, and, and that's not that even what true. It was? He Here didn't even scream. Oh, what? He went, woohoo. Yeah. And someone took the took the audio Hang on. and separated the uh, tracks. Do you and, know this because of an internet video you saw? No, I've seen the it. Carly I, Fiorino. No, no, but I saw, I, saw it, I saw a news story about it late, years later, and I was like, holy fuck. Hang they, on. That's, they, that they, cannot be true. It is true. They they went. Someone went through and isolated the, the track and jacked it up to make it look like he was a crazy screaming guy. When actually, Like he, one of those goats on the internet. When actually, he, he was the original internet goat. He was totally. He's totally. He actually did just something like, yeah. And they went, all right, let's hang on. And destroyed him. You can't do that. Can you? Yeah, sure you can in America, without a doubt. Because because here's the thing. The media in America have always wanted to choose the candidates. And they there's one thing said, they just go, they just attack. But here's the thing. They've never had anyone like Trump or the right wing now because they whatever he says he's like mexicans are rapists and they run and they type it up and they send it out and everyone goes cool right and and because we because we're living now in a time when a reality star is running for president and winning we are there we are 20 years into the housewives of beverly hills oh mate when kanye said he was running for president at the music awards 
I was like, that is no weirder. No. Like, I mean, everyone's like, oh, ridiculous. I was like, no. I Donald Trump's running for president. Yeah, why, why wouldn't he? The a biggest guy, fucking clown ever is running for president and winning with a bunch of people. A guy who has been ridiculously on the record being a clown for all these years. Yeah. Has a history of bankruptcy. Yeah. His entire empire is built on bluster and bullying and like, totally. you know, being politically incorrect. Yeah. He says inappropriate things. That the get, worst things any candidate has ever said. Not dubbed out of his mouth. No. No, literally the words Made fun of, of a mouth. handicapped reporter Last week <laughs> Like not Not 50 years ago Or whatever yeah. Like you know, normally to be like Oh yeah Like at university Like you know He put his dick in the mouth Of a, like a whatever And like you can't run for president Yeah He did it last week Yeah It's crazy it's completely insane. Like, like the journalists, they'll get to the point where like, I'm writing this article and Donald Trump is whacking his dick on my face yeah. and, and you fuckers will put him up in the polls. <laughs> now it's the tip. He's hitting me with the tip. <sighs> like, I mean, it's sigh. Cr- Every reporter sighs in America. But, but, so, well, but why is that? Why is he this Teflon person who, like, because all we these have, things we have in the, the time. past. We have, it's, all, it's all coming together at... at all these things have come together. One of them is that they created this this really white, white base that could get these guys elected. And those guys have been saying crazy shit for years in Congress, but they're just talking to each other. So no one, no one really pays them attention. The press has stopped saying, like the other day, uh, one of the guys came out and said something really batshit crazy. And instead of saying, instead of CNN writing a story saying, this is why he's wrong, they just said, this is what he said. Uh, yeah. So it's just, this is uh-huh. what he said. It's not, it's no going through and going, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong. So they've been doing that for a long time, and now that's catching up on them, because now they have this guy who's just saying shit. But also, people are so fucking, our government is so fucked up, and people are so fucking tired of it. And Trump is a guy who's just sticking his finger up and going, fuck you, government, and everyone's like, Yes! So there is totally that part of it. Like there are just people who want a guy to go in there and say, go fuck yourselves. And I totally get that 100%. Our government is fucked up and corrupt and needs to be torn down. Right. But right. But the wrong guy? Yes. Right. That's like you're hearing your pilot mutter as he gets on the like, totally. plane. Planes are shit. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's, you're going to have that opinion, but... Here's what I will say. Let someone else fly. Yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. But is there, but there isn't another candidate within all those candidates who is like a legitimate crazy outsider populist guy who will say what the people want to hear, right. which he is doing. Let's face it. What we're learning is that those people, I'm not saying all Republicans, because I know a lot of Republicans who don't know what's happening right now, but right. there are plenty of Republicans who are just fucking dicks and just hate everything. And they hate the Mexicans and they hate the transgendered and they hate all the shit that he's talking about. And so they're like, yeah, just hate. It's very, it's very reality show. It's very, I love to see this guy tell people they're shitheads and then fire them. It's what it is. It's what they want from him. He's doing it. He, it, this is running man. Right. <laughs> I mean, it just, sometimes you do look around and go, if I was watching a movie, like, you know, say The Purge, for example. Oh, you know, it's so The Purge. It's so The Purge. That's, I always write that about him on Twitter. It's like, we're like two days away from him saying, all right, get shotguns. It's five o'clock. Right. Yeah. It's like 
those Purge movies are going to date so badly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how fake this Purge is. It's, it's like, so, I mean, guys in trucks. Right, like the the like, Purge I know is just people would just go down the street and murder everything <laughs> that moved in giant packs. That's the Purge I know. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Okay, so... So all that's happening, and okay. so now the press has no ability to destroy anyone. The parties don't have any ability to pull anybody back. It's totally out of control. It's a, it's like a system that's out of control. People want to destroy the system. The system has been telling basically the American the American government has been telling the people to go fuck themselves for so long now that this is inevitable. Now on the other side, you have Bernie Sanders, who is exactly what you want. He is reasonable. He's the most liked person in Congress. Um, he is very smart. He's very, very populist. And he's perfectly reasonable man, uh, which is funny because the Democrats, when that, that guy could, I think that guy, if he, was, if he was made the candidate, he would annihilate Trump and everybody else. But the Democrats are going to pick Hillary, who, is, who, is, who represents everything that we're tired of. So... Good luck. I don't know what's going to happen there. Right. But Hillary's John Cena and uh, Bernie Sanders is Sam Punk. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, that's exactly what yep. I want. <laughs> like, we actually want Punk, but he's frustrated with the system. You know, he understands. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So all that shit's coming together. And then in the middle of all that, you have ISIS. Right. right, which is created by them, created by the Republicans. Sure. I did a whole dollop about it. It's it breaks down how they fucking created these assholes, mm -hmm. and then they shoot up Paris. So it's ape right. shit, you know. Which is which is the, the you can't even get into how complicated the French the the French situation is with years of keeping them letting them live in the country, not be citizens just on the, on the edge of like of the society growing more and more angry. Like it's so fucking complicated that you can't look at that and go fucking Muslim. It's just so deeply rooted and fucked up. Like, I mean, well, of course all, all these, they, they, I mean, ab absolutely like radicalized people being disenfranchised. It's, it's, it's a breeding ground. Yeah. Regardless of the, you know, the endless debate you could have on you know, a variety of issues around this topic, yeah. the one thing that you can't, it's like, it's perfect conditions. Yeah. You get a, you, you bomb a country for 14 years, uh, you kill civilians in that country, yeah. that country doesn't have access to outside news feeds or media to get any perspective right. on why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. What they see is people who were innocent civilians being killed by people in the name of something, going to find weapons that weren't there that they made up in the first place yeah. um, to fix Iraq and now they're fixing here with bombs or whatever. And again, this is not me saying in, in any way defending fucking ISIS because right. the whole point is like you lose any credibility in an argument when you kill civilians. Right. Both sides. And, when, you're and that's the whole point of the other thing is America, Australia, the coalition of the willing have all been killing civilians in the name for, of this war as well. Uh, forever. And if, and if you're in a place where you're seeing civilians be killed and you are a disenfranchised person and then you move to somewhere that is also where you're disenfranchised and you're constantly in your own groups and you're treated as a second class citizen, it, it, it doesn't doesn't uh, give permission for people to go there. But right. if you want to make a terrorist... That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's exactly how you do it. If you want to... If someone says, hey, I really need to make some terrorists, how can I do that? I'm like, oh, oh, I, I got, got, the, I got the blue plan. You want to see the... Yeah, oh, I got it right here. Uh, Michael Bay made a movie about it. You can, <laughs> seriously, it's... <laughs> Instant terrorist. It's, yeah. 
So I've been watching all this fucking Bill Maher and all these stupid assholes. Muslims are all, they're all trying to kill us. And you're just like, I mean, I know some, they don't, I know they don't want to kill me. (laughs) Just from my own personal experience, I've met a few perfectly reasonable. And heaps of people want to kill you. (laughs) Tons of people want to kill me. You're unlikable to a lot of people. There's so many atheists who want to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. And like, I mean, this is a a topic that's come up a lot. Of course it is in Australia. It's the same thing. Right. Absolutely. And, and we're getting the same, you know, stupid messages about like, you know, we have the same right wing commentators and whatever coming out and calling on, you know, all Muslims to speak out against, you know, yeah, blah, 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 yeah. and all this sort of stuff. So, I mean, right. don't get me wrong. Like, I think that religion gives uh, extremists and religion across the board. Oh, it's a home. I mean, if you give people a reason to think, hey, my life is shitty here, but if I do this thing, I mm-hmm. go to some sort of paradise. Yeah. And you, like, I mean, it gives them, of course. Like, I mean, they say, no, if you set up a fucking, if you set up a door for after you're dead, where there's great things happening, what do you fucking think's going to happen? Right. It doesn't mean that everybody's, but it it can be used in that way. And they say that a lot of ISIS people, this is one of the more interesting things. Because again, with all these things, mostly they're disenfranchised young young men. That's basically what it is. Everywhere, everywhere you go. Disenfranchised and angry at women. Yeah. And so you get uh, these young men. A lot of them are ex-gang members. Yes. And so what you do is they recruit these people who are already violent, who are mm. already looking for a community that is away from the mainstream. Yeah. And they offer them an opportunity to have a fucking, you know, etch a sketch, wipe your fucking slate clean and go to this place where, you know, you can be a martyr. I mean, that's, again. They also pay them. They give them jobs, right. which they can't get. In a place where they're second-class citizens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of them are just taking it as a fucking, like a paper route. Oh, it's a job. You're giving someone an opportunity and a reason. And religion also gives it that extra factor yes. of then you can believe in this thing. And religions of all kinds over the years have been used of you know, course. to justify that sort of shit. So, because uh, my thing's always like, again, I just draw your line at what you believe when you hurt someone else or you hurt an innocent person. Right. You can believe whatever you fucking want about your religion, but you can't hurt somebody else. No, you don't get to hurt other people and you don't get to put your fucking bullshit rules on me because I'm right. not part of your fucking religion. But you can have your own, you can live your own way. Yeah, as, have as a, knock yourself out. Else. Have a good Fine. time over there. Right. That's great. Regardless of religion. Now you've, you've, I, I've heard you talk about religion in your act. I've never, I've never, you won't go find me talking about religion anywhere. I've just, stra- I've just completely stayed away from it. Sure. But watching all of these fucking idiots say Muslims control your other Muslims and just it's just been building and building and building and watching Bill Maher is the biggest fucking clueless asshole in America about it as far as I'm concerned because he does so much damage because he's supposed to be a liberal, which he's not, but he just keeps saying and bringing on people to explain to us why they're a murderous religion and i look at all, all religions have been used to murder that includes buddhists and hindu they all have fucking gotten on on their horses and gone and slaughtered people that's well, Dave, just how it works it's good to finally hear a moderate comedian <laughs> speak out against extremism and damaging messages of bill maher on behalf of comedians so that is very positive the muslims could take a lead from you dave anthony So I watched this and I was like, Jesus Christ, how long do we have to put up with this shit? And it's building yep. and it's building. 
And so then, then the, then the, and I'm, I am like the, the, the Christians have killed so many fucking people since the beginning of Christianity that it's insane. I mean, the crusades, the, the, like they all, they just have, that's just what they do. They, they kill. And there, and I know plenty of great Christians. I'm not, I'm not condemning all Christianity. I know some that live their lives and they, uh, and they're very good people and they use it for the right things. But unfortunately, when you create something like that, you also invited monsters. That's just how it works. Yep. So I made that tweet, and it went to 10,000, and for the day after, it was fucking insane, just barrage after barrage, and then, I, and then I started, and I was just getting all these people, how do you know he was a Christian? And I was just like, well, he was raised Baptist, he has a cross on the front of his house, and he shot up a Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. and he yelled, no more baby parts, which is their chant, yep. their current chant, and then I started to notice something really weird. I started to notice people calling him female. Hang on, so people responding on Twitter started saying he's a female. Okay, now now I'm really. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is taking a crying game esque twist that I was not expecting. And I've also I've also talked about this, but my next one man show, which I do next, not this year, next year, uh, it's going to be about guns and my personal relationship with guns yeah. and how I, I view it. Um, in and Australia, it would be called uh, Guns, I've Got Some Issues. Uh, in America, it would be called Why Guns Are Great. We all agree. That's right. Yay Guns. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> yay Guns. It's going to be called Yay Guns. Yay Guns. And down in Australia, it's going to be called Yay, yay. Guns. Yay. Nay Guns. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's the Australian version. Nay Guns. So, um, so, I'm, 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 so I'm, I am on one hand watching these idiots and shutting some down, but other ones I want to talk to, like okay. other ones I'm, cool. I'm purposefully, material. some I'm looking for material, some I'm purposely badgering because I see that they're crazy. And sure. so I'm just, I'm just kind of dialoguing with right. all these different people. And then it goes from him being female to him being transgender. Oh, so now they're go. telling okay. me, here we go. <laughs> nice. So now they're telling me, and have you seen a picture of the shooter? No, a gray haired guy. Uh huh. Uh, with a big crazy beard and giant crazy hair that sticks up. Oh yeah. What? Oh yeah. I, no, thought, I a, thought you said Liam. Liam. <laughs> yeah, Liam. <laughs> Liam. The Liam. Like we, we call that look the Liam in Australia. Uh, you know how you guys had the Rachel from Friends. That that was called the Rachel. We had the Liam. It was it was named after a Liam Neeson movie it's, that he did in Australia. Tracking down an angry. He tried to track down the dingo. Oh, okay. So he just looks like. Uh, if Santa went out with Nick Nolte for a night. Yeah, totally. Like, That's that, exactly that, what that, it looks like. That would be the mugshot. If they found a guy who played Santa and Nick Nolte in a car together and they had their mugshot side by side, that's what it would look like. Okay. That's exactly what it would look sure. like. So hang so, on, why is this guy transgender? <laughs> well, that's obviously... Obviously, what I'm getting... When I'm from, I make that tweet and then I'm getting responses. Right. How do you know he's Christian? And then I say, well, he has a cross on his house. Right. He was raised Baptist. He shot up a Planned Parenthood and he's saying this phrase. Right. And then I get back... But enough of this... Bullshit. Okay. Bullshit. He's a transgendered female. Okay, so it's a female dressed as a man. It's a female dressed as a man. And well, I'm like, dressed as a man. Transgender is trans- transitioned into a man. Right. Okay. And I'm like, so what in the fuck is happening? And then they're saying he... Had- and now this is probably a bad taste joke, but I can't go past it. Santa's lost his sack. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, no offense. I just feel like that's a good joke. <laughs> so... 
So now I'm at the point where I'm just bewildered. Like I have no idea what's happening. So I start trying to research it and find it. And it, then someone sends me a, a screen capture and it's of a voter registration form. Mm -hmm. Now, if you know anything about America, you know that people who isolate and um, and live in rural places have started to really hate the government to the point that they're killing cops and killing census census takers. They've killed census takers because a man comes and knocks on your door and says, hey, we want to know how many people live here. Well, you fucking kill them, right? Well, the, the guy running for president hates government. Yes. So why wouldn't that is, ordinary people hate government? That is correct. If, if, you're, if your running, elected officials are telling you that those people are bad and they come to your door, then they're bad. Right. Right? So <laughs> this guy wrote on his photo registration that he's female. Probably because, and I'm just hazarding a guess, uh-huh. he's fucking nuts. Right. And he's probably anti-government across the board and he doesn't want him to know who he is or what he's doing. So they took that registration form... And they have, and they wait. This is how it happens with a lot of transgender people. It starts yeah. with the voting form. I mean, that's. I guess that's when you think about it. I'm polling that. You know. Hold on now. It just. I don't know. If I I'm, mean, no one's really asked me what sex I was until I filled in this form. It's been a pretty long time. I mean, it's been a while. It's been a long time. You know what? It doesn't come up day to day. It doesn't. Nobody says male or female. And, and now, now that there's this form with M slash F. And this is an official government form. I mean, so do I want to go into a voting booth with people thinking that I'm a man when I feel like a woman? I guess that's... I mean, you know, that could be the start of the journey. Okay, here's, here's a question I have that is even not about this, but it is kind of about this. Mm-hmm. Who, when someone shoots up a Planned Parenthood, is suddenly Googling their voter registration forms? <laughs> Like how how what do you mean? Like where is that? How has that even been introduced into this debate so quickly? Well, it's the first thing we do. Right. Well, I can tell you they I can tell you exactly how it happened. They they checked to see if he was a Democrat or Republican because oh, they wanted to okay. blind and, one and I believe it, I believe it did say Democrat on there. Like he just went the opposite of who he was, which okay. is what so, people who do who are against right. the government. They, so he said he was a female Democrat. Yeah. Okay. So they were like, aha, right. we've got him. And transgender is I mean, a that big is, thing right now because, yeah. because some places want to want to allow transgender people to use the, you know, the bathroom of their choice and the right wing just can't believe what's happening. I guess he got it the right way, uh, though, because, I mean, I guess if you're a female, you'd probably want to be a Democrat. They're probably looking after the That's females true. a bit more. But once you transition to being a man, you want to be, be a Republican because right. they're looking after the guys. So, I mean... <laughs> Story checks out so far, I guess. Story totally checks out. Yeah, no, I agree. And like transgender, even us having this conversation and trying to laugh about this thing, you you feel like it's it's one of those things where like these days, because of where the debate's at and whatever, you don't want to like say something unintentionally disrespectful even. But what's happening, it has become a cause for a certain side of yes. politics and is now... It's a big thing right now, and um, coincidentally, and you're not going to believe this, but more transgendered people have been killed this year than any other year in the history of the United States of America. Is that right? Isn't that strange? How I mean, that happens when our pol- politicians start talking about how bad they are, and then they should stay in their place, that they suddenly start getting killed? Isn't well, that the, weird? The thing that came after, after Paris, because it happened in Australia a bit, where some people who weren't... Uh, a lot of Muslim women are being yelled at in yeah, the street. That's happening here. And yeah. but they, they, they 
see the, the thing again, and I, I'm, this is not, you have to look up whatever the fucking fact of this is. But in America after 9 11, did you know that they killed like oh, Sikhs. Sikhs and Sikh, like anybody with a, anybody brown with a beard? Right. The, the fact that they were Just killing Sikhs because like, they see the fucking turban on their head or whatever. I don't know what it's called, but, but it looks to them like a turban, right? It looks like an Arab turban to them. Because they live in cartoon 1940s. Right. And they start shooting guys who are Sikhs. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, that's... We are, we, he, we are a nation of fucking idiots. I mean, but that's crazy. Yeah, but we are... That, that's one thing you learn when you do this and you have a tweet that gets 10,000 retweets. You, you really get confronted with how fucking stupid we are. And not... Stupid because we didn't get taught in school. Willfully stupid. Right. We're choosing to be ignorant because I had people. Because I would get good night, title I for would my get, first American special. Then <laughs> willfully stupid. I I would get very nice Christians yep. who I would talk to. There's a pastor in Pennsylvania. There's a woman from here and there, and I would discuss with them. And I would I would have interesting conversations in which they would say, "Well, he's not a Christian." And I would say, why? And they would say, because Christians don't do that. And I would say, well, Christians do do this. And here's the historical documents to prove it. And then they would say, well, that's not my definition of a Christian. I don't believe he's a Christian. I go, that doesn't mean he's not a Christian. Right. So you get into that kind of circular bullshit, which is totally fine. Like, I respect that's your opinion. You can actually say he's not a Christian, but he's a Christian because he calls himself a Christian. Right. I, but the same way is like uh, one of the... Uh, uh, I was going to say audience. One of the supporters of my football club last year racially vilified a player from another club. That guy buried from my club. You know, like he was yeah. one of our fans. Yeah. Now, I don't think he represents in the club, you know, straight away we're like, you know, this person doesn't represent us. Here's what right. we're doing to address that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm glad that I support a club that did that. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, but he was still, I can't say that he wasn't one of our supporters. He was no. wearing our jumper. He like buried for our Look. team and he was racist to a player on the field. People fucking jump into your group. That's just part of the thing you right. have to deal with. Look, we had a comedian, Vince champ who was going around raping people for years. He would go to schools and rape, rape girls in colleges. He was a comedian. He was one of our fucking tribe and, and comedians are a weird group who go around the country doing shit. Like right. that is, an open invitation for a guy who's got bad intentions to jump into that club. Right. You know I, what I mean? He's did it like I it was a terrible, terrible thing that he did and B ripping off Cosby's material <laughs> like at all those venues again. Again, that's a terrorist. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Horrible, <laughs> horrible joke. Horrible joke. So so it it just I've never because I've never gone into the religion thing because I just I just think like yeah yeah I get it it's the magical man in the sky go live your fucking life right but now we're getting to a point where there are so many shootings that are being justified because people apparently think Jesus would have been packing Right. There's so many Americans who are hardcore Christians who are walking around with AK-47s on their back that it's like now it's, like it's, now it's time you can't just say anti-gun. It's no. all wrapped up in one shit and you can't just separate it. It's right. you are a crazy. You are exactly what they are. If there were no laws in America, if it was like Syria, they would be killing us. Yeah. But that's that's because uh, Dave, and this is the problem. You haven't read the whole Bible. <laughs> you've 
you've just read the the Which old part, the Old Testament and the New Testament. But what I, you haven't read is the chapter three. Uh, yeah, Michael Bay, uh, the Bible. It was called the Bible, and Jesus did heaps more shooting. Were there robots? Yeah, Je- Jesus was back, and this time it was personal. Uh, this that was the, Jesus. And then he came out of the cave with a bunch of Uzis. And he Jesus fucking he is, got shit done. Jesus is back and he's tired of socialism. <laughs> uh, yeah, when he said, Jesus, you can, you Jesus can, what happened? You can have my gun when you get it out of and my, my uh, cold, dead recently Jesus. Recently old, undead hands. My second time around, dead hands. Second, yeah, back from the dead hands. You can have my gun when you get it out of my back from the dead hands. Now, you have been outspoken about religion. Do you think you have, I've wanted to ask you this for a while. I don't know if I ever have. Do you think you have a lot of Christian fans who just ignore that part of what you say? Uh, Well, I'll say a couple of things about that. I think that um, my general philosophy about talking about religion and, and generally is the way that I do talk about it is within the context of what the fuck would I know? Yeah. Like I, I literally don't know. I always talk about what I believe in. And then I talk about like problems, you know, essentially like, you know, my rule has always been very simply right to swing your fist stops in another person's face. Believe whatever the fucking yeah. ridiculous thing you want to believe. Mm-hmm. And who am I to you know, tell you that your ridiculous thing that you believe is any different to my ridiculous thing that I believe. We right. all as human beings, there is no, we don't know what the purpose of this earth or life or anything is. Yeah. Everything that we do every day is guesswork. Uh-huh. Like how we're meant to be filling our lives, what the purpose of those lives are. I personally, you know, don't think that our brains are big enough to comprehend if there is some sort of explanation to that, or if we are just randomly what right. happened in the corner of the universe. That blows my mind even more. Like, right. I mean, the idea, and maybe this is something I was, I was thinking. Maybe this is something I might even try to explore in the new show. Is the fact that. You know, every year I go to that uh, on my birthday. If I'm here in LA, I go to the observatory and I watch that History of the Universe show that uh-huh. they do, and I fucking love it. But there's this moment in it where they show where we are. You know, they project on the roof, you know, where we are in the universe and they show how little we are and that we're not the center of it in any way. We are this right. tiny pocket in this tiny fucking corner of the universe. And they explain the nature of life and all these sort of things. And there's only two conclusions I think you could ever walk away from that knowledge, which is like one of them is, well, if this is what we are, then there must be something more to it because right. why would it be this? Or to me, which is what I probably believe, is that like you know uh, that there is that we are just an accident in the corner of the universe, yeah. and for whatever reason it is, it's this. But or that our brains at least aren't ev- at the evolved. We're not at the point in our evolution as a species. Okay, we can walk and talk, and we can do this sort of stuff. But there's a point well beyond where we are right now that we may finally comprehend if there is some sort of nature or reason or whatever it was or pattern or need for us to be right. Yeah. But I don't think we will ever know that in our lives. No. But if that is true, like if I honestly believe that to be true, and I do, I think, honestly believe that to be true, then why the fuck is it this? Like, th- like what is this? Like, what is the purpose <clears throat> in a, just a purely accidentally evolutionary sense of you and I sitting at this fucking table with these microphones making this or me drinking this or me? Like, what the fuck? Why would this be necessary to anything? I think there's no difference between us and a guy with six fingers. One time, a day, a long, long time ago, something was born and it was smarter than the other things. And there was a little family of them. And they went, 
and started doing things and they could capitalize and they could take advantage because they were smarter. And from that, it, it became what we are. It's just a mistake. It's just a natural mutation. And it happened to be that we are smart. It uh, could have, it could have very well been that a giant idiot killed the smart ones and that right. was the end of it. Yeah. And then we're still monkeys running around. We just got lucky. So I think we're just. <laughs> so you think that this is all purely evolutionary? Like, you know, yes, the fact that. Like, I do. Yeah. So, and that society is set up, you know, in much in the way that like, you know, there are people who are necessary to be workers. There are people who are necessary to be leaders. There are people in the, for a society to keep going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that, that may ab- absolutely be but, true. But in the, you know, like but you said, that, you in know, the timeline, we're a blip. Yeah. And I think we will be a blip. I think we will. I think that we will end ourselves. Oh yeah, well it's that famous Carlin thing, you know the planet is the planet's the planet's fine. That was that his bit, yeah. right? I, I remember when I first saw him do that bit about the planet's fine, we're fucked. Yeah. You know, like the planet. No, the planet's the great. The planet will still be. The here planet, afterwards. as a matter of fact, the planet has something on it right now uh, that needs to that needs to get rid of. Yeah, we're a parasite. Totally, we are destroying the planet. We are completely. And we, you know what? The definition of a parasite. The pla- have you seen Jurassic Park? The planet has shaken off shit heaps yeah. better than us. <laughs> heaps bigger and scarier and more impressive. And the planet just yeah, we yeah whatever. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. I mean, <clears throat> I don't get into the. Okay. Uh, so this is what I was going to say to answer that oh, really yeah. quickly is. So I, I think that like when I do do my religious stuff, then people I think generally, uh, like, and I've had Christian you know, feedback from Christians and stuff saying that they find my perspective in the show not offensive, and yeah. you know if I you know, and I would say that most of the people who come to my show are people who already believe in the same way as you, those people you talk to who are like, well, they're not real Christians. I bet that these people who come and see my my shows would think. Yeah, you know, the people we're talking about are not real Christians. You know, the things that I'm talking about appeal to them a bit. If you were a real Christian, if you really believed in Christianity and you saw your show, you would go, oh, that's too bad. He doesn't get it. Right. That would be your, that would be your, that would be if you were a real and really deeply down a Christian and believed it, that would be your response. Oh, that's too bad. Because it's the ones who get offended and want to kill you. Well, they're having doubts. Right. And they want to kill your, they want to kill you because you're, if you're, you're the voice. If you're strong enough in your own belief, why would it matter what anybody else It shouldn't else matter says? at all. So, yeah, that should not be able to hurt you if you believe what you believe. I just did a podcast recently, my philosophy one, with a guy called Jared McKenna, who's a chaplain and, uh, you know, a lover of Jesus. And we mm-hmm. spoke for two hours and it was brilliant. And, yeah. you know, to, to talk to him and I respect his perspective on religion and the role that, you know, because he follows Jesus, like that's his big thing. Right? He'd be as critical of this, you know. Of, of this course, stuff you, how as, could you not be if you truly followed the word of Jesus and how Jesus lived his life? How could you not look at what's happening right now and go, "This is fucking crazy"? I mean, in Australia, Tony Abbott literally said Jesus knew there was a place for everybody, and not everybody's place was in Australia. Like, well, no, no, that's actually no. He was a refugee. Remember, remember that bit of the Bible about them? Uh, oh, you've been reading the Bible. <laughs> Great guy. I want. I want. I wish I could. I wish I had the money to do a short film, and and I could get Ted Nugent in it because I want. I want to do a film of Jesus coming back, and the first thing he does is take a helicopter ride with Ted Nugent and watch him shoot pigs out of his helicopter. Right. Just to watch his face. Just just on the face of Jesus. Oh, watching, just a little watching a guy up on Jesus. We'll get one camera locked on Jesus's face. Just. His face as he was like, oh, fuck, this went so wrong. Oh, you know what you need to do? This would be great. If, if, Jesus, if Jesus does come back, it's just a series of those internet reaction videos. 
Like, so you get Jesus first, right? <laughs> like in a long term. <laughs> and you just show him a series of things that have been done in his name and you just see his reaction. One Jesus, two cups. Right. <laughs> Because the amount of shit that's been done in his name, just just in America alone, is mind-boggling. And when you get when you make a tweet like I did, you get so confronted with those people okay. who are fucking terrifying, who who just say you should fucking die, you liberal bitch. Just just the craziest. And all I would write back is just very Christian of you. And then they would just fucking lose their shit even more. But it's true. You're nothing like. I'm more like Jesus than you are. Uh, firstly, I've, I've just started doing something. No, I think you. I'm, I'm more like Jesus than you. No, I'm kidding. So um, I've just started doing this thing, and uh, I don't. I, I think I'm going to keep doing it because I'm quite enjoying it. <laughs> um, which is when somebody who uh, is a, a, only an egg profile on Twitter, you know, who, who've still got the Twitter oh, yeah. egg. Those are dangerous people. And they right send there. me, uh, you know. A nasty. A nasty say, one. Yeah, some nasty ones. And like, Because you they, have opinions. Yeah. And, and if you have opinions, that's when you get attacked. And yeah. I have opinions, so I get right. attacked all the time. And, you know, and there's a certain, uh, I mean, there's an Australian journalist called Clementine Ford who's a feminist writer and provocative, a provocative, mm-hmm. but I think of a person needed in this time who's intentionally provocative to make, you know, a lot of points. Right. And she wrote something the other day and, like, she then just published all the, like, just as, just as. So oh, what people said back to her? What people said back to yeah. her. And it was some of the most horrible un- things I've ever seen in my life. So I never get rape threats or death threats right. in the way that, like, women get on the internet so firstly that i will say this the worst people who responded to me by far not even not even comparable christian gamers oh yeah someone who had christian and gamer in their bio were fucking monsters well because that's you know what the shooting at the planned parenthood was all about ethics in games journalism (laughs) 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 what if jesus came back and he was like look all this was about where I was going the yeah. whole time was ethics and ethics game journalism. <laughs> they stumbled upon it, but and people always say, and I tweeted something about that, and some and people were like, you know what, gamers aren't that bad. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're acting like I'm not a gamer. Like I haven't put on headphones and play video games. I have never heard more vile, heinous things said than in a fucking video game lobby. It's crazy. They are monsters. I mean, finally. A moderate gamer, speaking <laughs> out. Take no Muslims. So, <laughs> I, um, eggs. Yeah. So uh, when you get the egg responding, in the old days, I used to, uh, you know, just I, I would just like write back whatever horrible thing they'd written to me. I just like, um, you know, you can change that uh, profile picture from an egg, and like I would just, to your yeah, I, I would just like, and they would like yeah. write something else back. I'm like, no, but seriously, like uh-huh. if you want me to run you through it, yeah. But that they didn't seem to really. But so now, just I did this first time the other day, but I've done it twice since, and I feel like it's going to keep going. Is now I tweet them back an, an egg recipe, <laughs> like no explanation. Did they even get it? No, no, that's my favorite thing about it. It's like when anyone who's an egg, just I, I just tweet back an egg recipe and then that's it. Then I put them on mute. Okay, so I don't even see what happens after that. That's but, great because it's yeah. so nonsensical. The thing I've been doing is every once in a while, I'll just send back a, just out of nowhere, someone send me a mean tweet and I'll just rub, send back a tweet that says, hey, have you ever taken off your shirts and rubbed bellies with another guy? <laughs> 
and then they just explode and I'm like, okay, it's all good. I want to find out more about this, but I need to go to the bathroom. So I'm going to pause. So uh, what else did you learn from uh, these people who responded to you? I mean, the, the, you know, I guess cause I stay out of the religion arguments. I just completely sort of avoid it. Um, because I, when I was starting out in comedy, there were a lot of people doing that kind of stuff, but we were also friends with a Christian comedian who was really fucking funny. Like he did really great jokes and I talked to him about it once and he was very sort of unassuming and very nice guy. And he just kind of kept to himself. And, and I was just like, I just don't want to piss people off like that because, because in, while there are assholes, there are just a lot of really nice people that are Christians. Right. And so I was like, I, it's so easy for a lot of comedians. It's really fucking easy. And well, I mean, simple. it's, it's, and don't get me wrong. I'm sure, like, I, I, I'm sure. And when I say I'm sure, I'm positive because, you know, I know that this is the case where there was certainly an element of me, you know, when I say 25 or whatever, that was very much of that, like, you know, if you believe in your religion, then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. You know, a lot of that. But hopefully you grow out of that, like, yeah. and you have a more nuanced perspective. And sometimes when I see people these days do a bit of like, you know, going, hey, God isn't real. You're like, Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I got that when I was 12. <laughs> like, and I got a bit angry about it in my early I'm 20s, also, but... It, 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 we're being... I'm agnostic. Like, I, God could be real. I don't fucking know shit at the end of the day. I mean, that's not what I believe. Right, well, here's... not what I think. Here's what at the end I, of the day, a God could show right. up and I could be like, ah, oh, fuck, I blew that up. Well, I used to have that bit in my act where I would literally have that joke of like, you know, I, I don't know. How the fuck would I know? I, like, I used to have a joke. It was like, uh, you know, I, I didn't understand the end of Donnie Darko. How am I meant to know whether there's a fucking God or not? You know, I mean, if God yeah. rocks up one day and he's like, hi, I'm God, I'll be like, okay, my bad, high five. You know, like, <laughs> what are the rules? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, it was all about ethics and games journalism? Oh my God, <laughs> what? I mean, seriously? But uh, yeah, but I mean, absolutely. Like the possibility that there is some sort of God or some sort of like fucking matrix or some sort of whatever. Like, you know, I watched the matrix the other night and yes, I was stoned, but I was watching the matrix come. Yeah. This makes about as much sense as any other fucking theory, you know, like the, yeah. you know, but we don't know that. And here's what I do know that there's a bunch of people in this world who all essentially are looking for some sort of explanation or purpose to, you know, mm -hmm. the, the world and how it works, yeah. you know. Um, and a, a lot of them believe in, in some sort of creator or God. Mm -hmm. And many of the stories have similar sort of like myths and, you know, whatever crossover in the middle of them. There's a need in human beings at this point in our evolution for people still to believe in gods, you know, yeah. as part of our world. I have no problem with that. It's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a, a story. Idea. We love stories. It's, but it's a story. This, but it's this idea that rather than looking for like a higher purpose or an explanation of life so that we can get together, that there's a set of rules that were laid down. It's like the Constitution. Like, you know, the idea that like something that people came up with, you know, 250 years ago is still a relevant document to what happens today. They update the fucking iTunes agreement yeah. every six fucking months. Totally. But not that one. No. No, can't fuck with that one. Because some people who shit in the streets. <laughs> I mean, they got... Why did people get so... People got mad at Back to the Future for not getting everything about the future right. Do you see how mad people were about that? It's a fucking movie. It's a comedy movie. And people were so angry that they didn't nail everything about the future. Yet yeah, we're expecting that fucking, you know, some dickheads 2,000 years ago who yeah. wrote down some stories. Right. Who were like, man, we got to get this thing together fast because uh, right. there's some shit coming down the pike. But also the Bible's like one of those oral histories they do of like Saturday Night Live, you know, where it's not... 
It's not a documentary. They weren't no. like this is people's recollections. Right. Like, it happened know, way fucking later. Right. Way later. Way later. A hundred years is yeah. when it started getting written down. So yeah, Some to be honest, changed. it's essentially like they got the kids of people who were in Saturday Night Live to do an <laughs> oral history. Of Saturday Night yeah, Live through yeah. stories they just heard from their parents yeah. and shit. Belushi's grandson. And they didn't get, well, they, they couldn't even get, they, they got uh, uh, Jim Belushi's grandson. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the Jim Belushi years. Right. But that's the thing. You don't get all the, you know, <clears throat> no one remembers it the same. Everyone remembers things differently right. and whatever. And then to, and that's, that's fine if we go, well, this is a gist of it. This is what people thought at the time or their interpretation of what went on at the time. Mm-hmm. But it's a living document that we probably interpret differently at this time. It's like, you know, maybe the burning bush wasn't talked to him. Maybe he was having some sort of psychotic He might have been having, yeah, like he might have had a mental breakdown. Right. Point still might apply. I mean, if we saw a guy talking to a burning bush now, right. we'd be like, we should call the police or I something. I mean, this honestly. Is the situation. Like, if a guy in the street, if you were walking down Sunset Boulevard and there was a guy talking to a bush and then he turned around and said, this is how you should live your life, <laughs> the bush told me. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably be like, um, we're just going to eat at the Hamlet. Right. I mean, technically, as a country, you twice said, no, we want to listen to a bush. So, not three times though. And we were like, uh, not three times. Oh, you know what? You can get us twice. But fool, not me, th- fool me twice. But no, no, not this time. Yeah. When there's something worse we can pick. Fuck, that's got to be also, by the way, Jeb, all, the whole time, like when your dad and your brother have been president, right? And you've always been kind of like seen almost in, like you had a bit of a cred of like, nah, he's the, he's the actual, the smart yeah, he's the, one. That's he's what they the, always said. Yeah. They always said he was the smart one. Yeah, he's the one. He's yeah. the one we're going to get And he apparently in the family always felt like uh, George jumped in front of him in line to right. be president. Like they were both going to be president, but his brother jumped the line is what he has always felt. We didn't know that actually uh, there w- it was possible that there could be someone dumber than George Bush. Right. And uh, just just how did he... You look at these guys and you're like, how did you ever get elected governor? You're a fucking idiot. Right. You're a fucking moron. But he is. He's somehow worse than his brother. But he was never going to get elected because of the collective damage. Even the Republicans have turned against George Bush. And they're like, no, you don't. It's no. You don't get to talk about anything. That's it. Cheney, that's it. We're, all, we're good with you. Zip it. So here's what I would say. I, I, I noticed how. I, so I have, this, I have this image in my head that most Christians are nice people. Yes. And then there's a few that are fucking assholes. Yes. Which I still believe. Right. But there are also a few people who are pushing guns in our country. It's not a large amount of people. It's a very small, small, small minority of people pushing that. And they're the same fucking people. And I, and I, I can't sit on the sidelines anymore as someone who does what I do. Does that make sense? My comedy is very personal. Uh-huh. I can't do that anymore. I have to, I'm smart and I have a lot of fucking ideas of what things are and what they're not. And I can put shit together that a lot of people can't. And I have to start putting it together. Are you about to announce that you're running for president? I'm running for the president of the United States of America. (laughs) Anthony V. West. That'll be a great election. Kanye up against Dave. Who, I mean, I gotta be honest with you. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Anthony V. Kanye in the presidential Fuck. election. It would be such a good election. 
Wouldn't it? 2020. 2020. 2020. But I just have to start fucking putting my shit out. I I have a fucking podcast that people listen to and I can I can put things together and give people knowledge and my stand up I can't I just can't sit there and talk about personal stuff anymore. I have to open it up and do this kind of stuff. Okay. That's interesting to me. Um because it's too important for people not to what do you think the important mind. bit is? Like what I mean, because I, I I wrestle with this all the time, and I think about this all the time. Um, I'm about to write a new show, and it's always like, well, what is it that I want to say, or what is it that I need to say? I just did this show about Australian politics in Australia, and like weirdly enough, Amy, who does not like politics and uh-huh. does not like news and politics, yeah. and so I was almost going to say to her, "Don't come to the show," because she hasn't even read the newspaper. Yeah, like she says to me all the time, and I, I think it's such a brilliant thing. She goes, "I said, but." You know, what if there's like something big that happens in the world? And she goes, Well, if something big happens in the world, you hear about it. <laughs> and she was like, I was like, but, but what if it was something medium size that would be important to you, but wouldn't necessarily be something that everybody knew about? And she goes, Well, you'd tell me. And I was like, Touche. <laughs> I mean, that is. That is a good point. So I can't. There's a lot of people that live their life like that. Okay. But she came and saw my political show and she said to me afterwards, and I'm going to do some more of it next year based on this. Yeah. In fact, I rang my manager who had wanted me to do more of this political show, but I was putting it away because I had my new show to write. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but my manager and my producer both loved the show as well. But I, I was done with it. I was like, okay, well, I'm done now. I've done the show. That's That's it. And then Amy came and saw it, and it was the day of the Paris shooting. So we that morning had sat – I had two shows to do that day. It was the last day of the tour, and it's a show that is – like a lot of it is about, you know, these very you – know, asylum seekers and terrorism and, you know, all these sort of things. And so we'd sat there that morning for three hours and watched – you know, we got up that morning and uh, and we'd had a personal connection, not that I want to in any way make this about me because it's not about me, but right. just explaining what we had – that so amy is friends uh with the band uh the eagles of death Metal. oh jesus really like oh. friendly like you know mm-hmm. and to the point where she's still like one of the guys in the band you know her and her correspond quite a lot wow. but she's hung out with them before you know secondly again not to make it about us in any way but just to put in perspective where we were that day we love Paris. We one of our best holidays we ever had was in in Paris. Mm-hmm. We had a great time there and we love that band. And in in some ways even more than 9/11 for us like we, both things that we saw from a distance, but mm-hmm. that you still are affected by. We were like, if we were in Paris, we would have been at that show that night. Do you know right. what I mean? As in like, because that's exactly- I thought the same you know I mean? thing. We would have like, been there. Oh, God, I might've gone to that I show. I mean, Amy knows the band. We yeah. would have been you there. You guys definitely you know, like, would have I mean, been there. Yeah. The Australian girl who was shot, who survived, but who was shot. Again, it seems weird to even talk about it in your own personal perspective, sure. but this is what I'm trying to say. Uh, they the first thing they like when the Australian girl was shot. Of course, you know what the media do these days in Australia is they go to their Facebook. I know right. in America they go firstly to their voter registration forms. <laughs> but <laughs> what's the gender? Yeah, it turns out she was a man originally. <laughs> she was an eighty-year-old man, but now she was a nineteen-year-old girl. But the header photo on her Facebook page. It was a photo of me and Sam Simmons together in in bed from like a, a thing that we did, uh-huh. and like so she's obviously I guess like a fan of Sam's and mine as well. So, oh, that I saw you. Yeah, I saw right. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the girl who got the Australian girl okay. who got shot, and so suddenly you just have this kind of thing of going, ah, yeah, right. This is like it just feels at least in your world, and yeah, both Amy and I just sat there for three hours watching the, the news unfold that morning because it was like in Australia on a Saturday morning. So basically, when we got up, it was still in process and right. then over those next few hours you know Boy, it went on for a long time right 
So we watched that all pretty much live. And then I was like, I've got to do a show. I've got to do two shows today. I don't know how I'm going to do that. So yeah. we went out of the house and we walked the dogs and went for lunch and just tried to shake mm-hmm. it off a bit. But you couldn't shake it off on that day because no. everywhere you went, I didn't even know if people would come to the show. Like I was like, right. I can imagine, like I, I didn't necessarily even want to do the show that day. Like I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how, I, like even this show, at least in this show, I feel like I'm doing something, talking about something important, but I don't think I'm talking about anything important enough. Right. Like in the way that I should be talking about on a day like this. So anyway, they came, she came to the show and she, she loved it, which was amazing to me. But she was said to me, she said it was her favorite show that she'd seen of mine, which you know, that I respect her opinion on that. And it, so I'm going to do it again. But it also made me think a lot about like, well, I'm got, I've got this new show to write. Maybe I should be writing something, you yeah. know, that is a bit more in that area. Not mm-hmm. about Australia, but about the, you know, like, yeah. like you said, like, I mean, you have a an audience and you have a, so, but what is it that you think that you want to say? Because this is this is where it becomes problematic for me. Is I get to this point where I'm like, yes, it's it's important that I, you know, that I use this opportunity that I have to say something important. But then the bit that I, the stumbling block is going, well, how, what the fuck do I know? Like, what the fuck can I say, or what the fuck can I say that is valuable to this debate or this conversation? Well, I I haven't seen anybody talk about it from a personal experience. A comedian, okay, so I had that experience, I talked about this on Walking the Room, I might have talked about it on here, <clears throat> when I was in Seattle with my with my wife and kid, and we were in a restaurant, a fairly nice restaurant, and a guy came in who looked a little off, and he had his hand in his pocket, and everyone thought he had a gun, and it went on for quite some time. To me, everyone's talking about guns from this big, broad thing. But it needs to be humanized. Right. And the fact that I can go out to dinner and be scared is wrong. Because we've made a choice right. that I should be scared. We've collectively made a choice that I should be terrified. I mean, it's that's one of, our decision. It's one of those things. And again, like I, I find it very hard as an outsider when you come to America because I'm very conscious of the fact that this is not my country. Yeah. Although it is a country that I am choosing to spend part of my life in and hope that, you know. I can be part of. Like, yeah. I would like to see, I jumped on America. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. You got it. Bad timing. <laughs> like, though, right? you, I mean, you at least were fucking born here. You had no choice. <laughs> I had no choice. But whereas I've like, you know, I'm like, oh no, this is still got. This some- looks like a good place to go right now. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, like, I wasn't even a guy who bought in at the top of the market going, no, this will be didn't. good forever. <laughs> like, we, were, we already knew that things were going wrong when I jumped on board, you know? For sure. But that idea of even like, and I, and I did think about it as I saw that shooting. I'm like, what, what if I had a family? Like, you know, and I think about this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just wouldn't raise my children here. I just couldn't. As a parent, like, I mean, I'm not saying that you, I'm not, but you know what I mean? Like, well, as, we, some, as someone who has a choice between the two countries, there, I just could not in my mind think that I would raise kids in America when I could raise them in Australia. Right. So no one's talking about what happens but everyone's talking about, you know, guns and, and okay, okay, let's take this example. So a couple months ago, I have a very, we have a very good friend and my son Finn has become very good friends with their daughter and they, they love each other and they hang out all the time. Romance? Is it a romance? It could be something. Do you think it is it rom- Like, is there, like, how old is he? Five? He's six. He's six. Okay. And she's six. And, and at just six, like- is it, because I remember when I was six, 
there was definitely like a girl that was more my friend. Of course, she was yeah. just my friend. But at the same time, everyone kind of kind of teased that she was my girlfriend because we hung out all the time. Yeah, we don't and do then that. In your head, it's kind of like I don't know. Maybe it's, it's I, there is times where I'm like, man, I'm gonna. They're 16 and they're gonna do something. This right. is totally a thing. I don't know what's gonna. But it's they have a connection. They have okay. a huge connection. Yeah, great. So that girl goes to a different school than Finn. Uh, she's a little bit of a richer community, um, and uh, she had a, she has a th- she had two good friends at her school. Yep, and one of those was a boy. And one night, uh, his father came home and shot his mom, and then drove to a warehouse and killed himself. Now, now, when you hear that story, that's a classic American story. That's just a fun, good American tale of life in the suburbs. Now, when you hear that story, you think about the kid, right? Right. Would you think about my kid? Because I had to sit down and explain to my kid, so far fucking removed from the ripple, right? Right. How far removed am I? My son is not friends with that kid, but my son is friends with a kid who's friends with that kid. So I had to sit down my son and say, hey, this is what happened. Because he was going to hear about it from her, right? No matter what, he's six. She's going to say their daddy's dead and their mommy. And we're very Pro- much about probably being honest. they probably stage. come up. Kids aren't like, I'm going to keep some, the secret. After some Dora Explorer small chat. Yes. <laughs> you know, Dora's really funny. Yeah. Also, uh, this guy shot his yeah. wife. So I just tell him, like, there's something wrong with this guy's brain. And he, uh, he killed his wife. And we went through the whole thing. And he had a lot of questions and blah, blah, blah. But people don't think about the ripple effect. So if some guy goes into school and shoots 17 people, right. the fucking enormity of how many people are affected is insane. I think about this all the time in relation to the fact that a lot of schools now have metal detectors yeah. and they do uh, drills on what happens if there's a school shooter. It's worse. In LA, at recess and at lunch, the school's classrooms cannot commingle. So if you're in the fourth grade and you're in Mrs. Carrick's class, you cannot play with the fourth graders from Miss Johnson's class. Why? Because of an emergency situation, they have to be able to count for all the kids. Why would they do that? There's no other reason. Earthquakes don't matter like that. Nothing matters. But if someone walks in the playground and starts shooting, that's why you would do that. So we literally are constructing our schools around the idea of shootings as if that's normal and okay. And it's fucking insane. I don't want you to have to go through a metal detector to go. No, I don't that's want, why would you? I don't want you as a child right. to have to practice a drill because there is a possibility that a shooter will come into the school. And like, I just don't, I think that's. It's the, barbaric. The cost that it has for the rest of the society. Yes. And this is what we're talking the about. The mental cost. That we're all in this together. I'm very big on in the moment on the idea of public spaces versus private spaces. And I think that we uh-huh. have the balance completely wrong. We seem to apply this general fucking standard to everyone thinks that public and private spaces should have almost the same fucking rules. Right. And it's ridiculous. Here's what the rule, I mean, here's what I would suggest the rules should be that we have to work harder on the way that we all behave in public spaces and relax a little about whatever people do in their own fucking private spaces. Totally. You know what? If you want to smoke in your house, yeah. smoke you fucking all day long. Yeah. If you want to smoke next to a primary school, you can't. Like yeah. it's a very it's a very simple way to look at the world, right? Yeah. 
don't behave. If you want to stop in your house and read your fucking phone and walk around the house, do it. Don't do it in a crowded street and get in the way of other people. You're not. Once you're in a public space, we have to have rules that we're all sharing these public spaces and that we all have to kind of commingle together. Yeah. And when you're in your own private space, we should relax a little about you know what people do and you know that doesn't hurt anybody else. Right. But we seem to have this like fucking one approach all for all those things where it's. I mean, it's in. The, like you said, the ripple-on effect, that carry-on effect of it's like... crazy. In, the, in our society, it's it's the things that you don't even... Because people, I'm sure... I have no other, problem with you having your gun or your fucking semi-automatic or whatever you want if there was no negative consequences. But there's tons to, of negative consequences. It's, like heaps. It's insane how many negative consequences there are. Mate, I love Pringles, and, but if you told me tomorrow if I stopped eating Pringles, no kids would get shot at school, that's <laughs> Today's story came out, or today the biggest police union in the country said that they wanted police. So the NFL has a ban on guns in stadiums, except for, of course, uniformed officers. Yeah, fair enough. That includes cops who are just going to the game as fans. And today the cops came out and said, look, we need to be able to have all of our cops with guns, whether they're on duty or not at the stadium, because in case there's a shooter. And of course, my response is, well, we've never had a shooter in a, in a stadium. Right. Yeah. But also, I can't think of anything less that I want than drunk cops with guns. Anybody drunk with guns. Right. How about no beer and guns? You can't. I don't care how fucking trained you are. You don't get to have a gun and be sitting there pounding beers all fucking day. Right. Because you're going to shoot somebody because you're drunk. Right. Or you, or you, you, maybe you won't shoot someone, but some other drunk idiot next to you sees your fucking gun, and because you're drunk and your reflexes aren't how they normally were, they grab your fucking gun and they shoot somebody. Or what if a terrorist actually wants to get a gun into a stadium? How hard is right. it for him to say, I'm from shit fuck Ohio, and here's my badge, I'm a cop there, and walk into the stadium with a gun? Like, also, use your fucking heads. Here's what you want if there's a terrorist event at a crowded stadium. More guys in civilian Drunk clothes guys. holding guys up with guns, guns yelling, shouting random <laughs> No. It's just, it's just our country, it's this, it's this crazy brainwash thing, and it's, and it's completely manufactured by the gun manufacturers. They've created this uh, over the past like 25, 30 years. It's, it's not part of our constitution. It is wholly manufactured by the gun companies to sell guns. And it, the way that people have embraced it is so fucking crazy without, they don't put a thought into it. It's just this knee jerk. I get down my guns. And it's like, well, are you part of a society or are you not? Right. That's what, that, that, well, that's the, what it comes down to at the end yes. of the day. And this is my public versus private spaces thing, which is like when you're in public, you're part of a society. Yeah. Because the roads you drive on to work and the hospital that you're going to go to and the school that you send your kids to or whatever, like whatever it is, the taxation system, the you know, whatever we do, we are generally part of a society because we've realized as a species that it is better for us to work together to move forward than it is to go out on our own one by one. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially it, right? Yeah. That it's all eventually about us progressing forward, you know, in totally. whatever way. But we are so, ever since, you know, look, Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan put forth the idea that we are not a society and we've been running with it ever since as fast as we can. I bet, I bet there's a couple of people listening to this right now who are like, fuck, I liked of, it better when they didn't talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think Podcast I, has never been as good since Dave thought he could say something. 
We should put that one up we did about climate change that made us both oh cry. Oh, my God, right? Uh, I eventually erased that. It sat on my computer. Good. And it sat on my computer for a couple of years where I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll just put some of no, it that, up. You know what so that like, would have been? But no. That would have been the one after you die in the car wreck and someone releases that as the, the unreleased Tofop. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, my mum, like Tupac's <laughs> mum, just keeps finding old shit that I recorded in my phone and releasing it every four years. Hang on, is this Will Anderson ranting over Bruno Mars? Jesus. This- <laughs> Why is he so obsessed with ethics in games journalism? <laughs> Uh, all right, we should finish up. Uh, Dave, uh, so I'm going to put this one up later in the week. So uh, what do you got that you oh, can tell us about? Hold on, let me look it up. Uh, okay, well, I'll do my plugs later, while you look it up. Later in the week, yeah. Uh, so um, my shows, my Fire at Will show, which may be about public and private spaces and may be about the universe or maybe about something else that I think about. I don't know. It's day one of thinking about that. It's a blank slate at this stage, but it is on sale uh, in Adelaide. Uh, Adelaide Fringe Festival Canberra's already sold out uh, Adelaide Fringe Festival there are tickets on sale uh, Brisbane Comedy Festival only doing a week there it always sells out so if you want to come in Brisbane uh, get in quick for that one I would recommend Melbourne Comedy Festival I'm doing fewer shows this year and it is selling faster than ever which is brilliant thank you so much for supporting it but if you want to get in for one of the cheaper nights Wednesday and Thursday are the cheaper nights uh, this run so if you're a, a fan of a cheaper night I would recommend you get in for those tickets because they are going very quickly uh uh, my Illuminati show is available. No, no, it's not anymore because by the time you hear this, it will uh, be off ABC iView for free. So if you did not see it, uh, you can still buy the DVD. If you saw it for free on the ABC, uh, there is 15 minutes more on the DVD plus an entirely mm. different show. Get so the DVD. Go and buy that. Well, you know, I'll spread the word. I just really want to sell enough that I can make another one next year. That's right. pretty much my, yeah. my base aim with that. I have another podcast. It's called Philosophy. Uh, Tofop will be back. As uh, people may know, because Charlie posted on the Facebook page, but if you have not heard, um, his uh, mum, who was on TOEFOP, uh, his mum Eileen, uh, died. Um, She'd been sick for a long while, and uh, so we've just had a little break. We actually have uh, an episode recorded, and we were going to put up the Patreon and a few other things, but because uh, Charlie has been um, obviously seeing his mum a lot recently, and... uh, uh, of all that stuff, we just thought it was best to, I'm just going to leave all that until he's uh, back and ready and uh, has a cool headspace for all that. And then we'll just put up those episodes and tell everybody about that. But uh, uh, I'm in uh, Denver. Denver, people. I'm in Denver next week at Comedy Works for a week. So come and see me uh, hanging out in Denver. That'd be cool. We should go on the road together. I would love to do that. that I mean, that'd be brilliant if anyone yeah. will actually have us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that part. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I don't. But yeah, come and see me in Denver and tell me, tell them that you'd like Dave Anthony to come out. Yeah, next uh, time. So let's go up later. Okay, so uh, Monday the seventh, I'm at Fringe in Los Feliz. Oh yeah, that's fun. Tuesday the eighth, I'm at Blam 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 in Koreatown. I don't know. That gig. The R bar. It's blam, interesting. Blam. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, then the twelfth, uh, Vancouver, we are doing a live dollop. What day of the week is that? That is well? a Saturday night. Saturday night. Okay, nice one. Um, Vancouver. Have you, have you done shows in Vancouver before? I did the festival once. That's it. Okay. Uh, a long time ago. Um, I imagine and I hope that there will be there will certainly be people listening to this who know people in Vancouver. Yeah. Vancouver is a massive Australian city. Oh, it is? Yeah, because of the ski fields. So like when oh, I did shows in Vancouver, they makes... like sold out. There was like yeah. – I was like – I did that festival and I had the show on the opening night and it was like – 
there was 300 seat room and I was kind of like, is there going to be anybody at this? And they were like, oh yeah, it's sold out. And I'm like, <laughs> really? And then it was just like fucking 280. Hilarious. Of course. Yeah. That but makes sense. Say that. That'd be brilliant. Uh, 14th, I'm at Hot Tub here in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, nice. Um, and then, so the big announcement today was, oh, okay. So uh, SF Podfest, January 24th, we are doing a live walking the room. Okay, cool. So you can go to the SF Sketch Fest, sorry, SF, Pod, yeah. SF Sketch Fest website and get those tickets. And it was just announced today, uh, on the 31st, we are doing a live dollop at LA Riot Comedy Festival, and Patton Oswalt will be our guest. And those tickets just went on sale. On the 31st? 31st of January. My birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. You should come down. Are you going to be here? Where are you going to be? No, right. That's how I want to spend my birthday. Are you going back to watching you, you and fucking Patton? I'm going to give fucking... you a cupcake or whatever happens. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm in. <laughs> um, what else was I going to say? And then uh, I am currently, uh, I just started talking with Gareth about coming back to Australia in July or August. Oh, that'd be brilliant. To uh, do a run. Hong um, Kong. I should mention Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. You're going to Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, the 5th and 6th of January, I believe, I will be in Hong Kong. So That's, Have you ever done that before? No, I've never been to Hong Kong. Pretty cool. So, yeah, it'd be fun. Um, and then well, what else did I want to say? Oh, and then New York and Chicago. We are also uh, going to set that up okay, for brilliant. a dollop. Uh, all right. Well, thank you very much, Dave. It was nice to have you back. It was nice to be I back. Think we I think we solved guess, uh, some of the world's problems. Right, didn't right? we? we? Look, the gun thing is over. We wrapped it up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, do you want to do a sign-off? I forget. It's been oh, so long totally. that I totally forgot that you used to do sign-offs. Well, now I'm... Uh, Oh. I mean, now that you're more political, it probably should. Yeah, I'm trying it, to think it should it come should be, with a uh, message. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Hey, it's going to be different now. Fofop. <laughs> <laughs> the following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. <laughs> <laughs>